Front Five Football Podcast. Covering all things offensive line. Tackles. Guards. Centers. Your hosts, Audrey Mallows and Colton Cole. Join us as we dive in the trenches of the NFL. Welcome in to another episode of the Front 5 Football Podcast. Going to recap week one. Your host here, Colton, uh, with Audrey today. So Audrey Mallows, welcome in. Thank you, Colton. It's great to be back. Another season of NFL is upon us, and it's going to be great to dissect the O-lines week on week. How are you feeling? Yes, feeling good. I'm, I'm excited to be back uh, recording with you live versus uh, two separate uh, shows. So excited about that and, and ready to talk uh, uh, a week of football down and, and look forward to week two. Absolutely. So should we start our week one look back with some uh, key injuries that we picked up from the O-lines this week? Yes, let's jump in the injuries. What do you what do you have there in the AFC, Audrey? So I'm going to run through them relatively quickly because there was quite a few um, that I noted this week. So a few of them are questionable. Um, some are actually people that have been placed on IR. So um, starting with Baltimore, we have Ronnie Stanley. Uh, sorry, Ronnie Stanley, who is questionable with a knee injury, um, having come out of the game at the weekend. Um, and center Tyler Linderbaum, who, um, is questionable this coming weekend with an ankle injury. Um, again, came out of the game, um, at the weekend. Then we have, uh, Cleveland, uh, Jack Conklin, um, has been placed on injured reserve, um, with an ACL and MCL injury. Moving over to Houston, I've got George Fant, who is questionable with a shoulder injury, and Titus Howard, who was placed on IR with a hand injury. Um, and final two from me, uh, Jacksonville, uh, Brandon Scherf came out of the game with uh, with a bad ankle injury, um, is questionable for next week. And um, Miami's tackle, Teron Armstead, is out uh, with an unknown injury. Couldn't find many details on that one, but uh, he was out this past weekend um, and uh, unknown how long he's going to be out for. All right, thank you. And uh, yeah, looking at the NFC, just a couple here, but do want to note Ryan Jensen, uh, center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I had him as my top three heading into the season. He was actually placed on IR before week one. Uh, it looks like he's going to miss the entire 2023 season uh, with a knee injury. So I uh, just want to note that. But uh, yesterday, Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle for the Vikings, was placed uh, as questionable uh, with an ankle injury day-to-day. They've got a Thursday night game this week against the Eagles, so we'll see if he can make it. Uh, one of the top offensive tackles there in the NFC. And then New York Giants, Andrew Thomas, uh, listed today as questionable hamstring injury. So he's uh, questionable for uh, this upcoming game Sunday against Arizona. But that is the really uh, it for notable offensive line injuries in the NFC. So we will jump ahead uh, to the next segment where we uh, talk about some some noteworthy mentions uh, of the week after the short break. Barber interception. McGarrett Blunt remains the back for Josh Freeman. Freeman looks, throws, that's a touchdown! Donald Penn on a tackle eligible play. 
All right. Welcome back. And we are going to jump in and a little bit different from last year where we spoke about our best, worst, and honorable mention. We're just going to make some kind of honorable mention, noteworthy uh, sh- shout outs of, of things going around the league in each of our conferences. So uh, we'll start with Audrey in the AFC. Uh, what's to note from last week? So the big one to note for me is Miami uh, from last week, definitely as an honorable mention, giving up zero sacks on 45 dropbacks. And with the issues their quarterback had last year, particularly with concussions, it's definitely great to see that they kept him on his feet all game. Um, and we know that he also had uh, a phenomenal performance, which um, we may cover some of those stats um, later on as we go through our, our top players at each position um, for this week. And as a bit of a twist, I've gone with some poor O-lines, which I feel a, a, a noteworthy mention. And it comes from Monday Night Football. And uh, kudos to both O-lines from the Bills and the Jets for being extremely poor um, in the passing game. And just a little bit better, but still quite poor in the running game. If it wasn't for the individual brilliance of of the Jets running backs, um, I think it could have been a, a completely different story. But um yeah, not a great outing for O-lines on Monday Night Football, in my opinion. How about yourself and the NFC, Colton? Yeah, thank you. I'd, I'd agree with that on the, the Monday night situation. I want to give a shout-out to the LA Rams. I, I don't have any offensive tackles, guards, or centers uh, in my top five or top three for that are any of the Rams, but they had a great week and started out really strong against Seattle, uh, gave up no sacks. They were 11 of 17 on third down. Perfect on fourth down, one for one, 330 uh, pass yards, 420 or uh, 120 or so rush yards. Just a solid performance uh, with the offensive line that really isn't even, I, by most metrics, I don't think ranked in the top 20 of all offensive lines in the league. So pretty impressive uh, start for them against a you know postseason defense from last year being Seattle. Um, do you want to note a couple? Teams that gave up a lot of uh, a lot of sacks this week, Giants gave up six or so, and uh, you know that's that's not going to get it done in, in this league. So that offensive line needs to uh, needs to improve there. But um, yeah, that that's my kind of shout out for the uh, for the NFC is LA Rams. Nice work. Well, and um, we'll see. Obviously, when we come on to the the top threes at each position, but I was going to say to you, I hope that you haven't included any Giants players this week because. Did they did they even turn up this week? Were they still in preseason mode? Eh, who knows? But it wasn't great. <laughs> that was awful performance. Agreed. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll uh, take a short break here, and then we'll come back and, and jump on and talk our uh, top at each position, our top three uh, guards, tackles, and centers. Bouncing ball fielded at the twenty-five. Oh, you got to be kidding! Oh, look at this. This is Dan Connolly, the right guard. <laughs> Still going to the four-yard line. (laughs) That's unbelievable. All right, and welcome into the last segment here where we're going to break down our top three players at at position tackle, uh, tackles, guards, centers, and we will start with the AFC, Audrey. Thank you, Colton. So, I'm going to start with my top three guards for this week. So hopefully everyone's seen the rankings that, that I put out there for preseason in terms of uh, who the, the top guards were in the AFC. 
And then after week one, there has been um, a little bit of a shift based on the individual performances. But number one, yeah, I'm going to start my number one. That's how it's going to work, I guess. So my top guard uh, in the AFC is Joel Batoni out of Cleveland. So he doesn't actually uh, move any places. He was my top guard preseason um, and is still my top guard after the the week one performance um, with uh, their win this week against Cincinnati. Um, I think I have uh, some... Oh, yeah, he is my only Cleveland player, actually. So um, he helps contribute to 206 rush yards um, and 154 pass yards. Um, As a team, they did give up um, three sacks against the Bengals, but um, he still cements his place as my number one for uh, guards in the AFC. Number two goes to uh, a player from the Los Angeles Chargers um, and is also actually uh, a non-mover, as they would say in the charts. Uh, A non-mover at number two, uh, Zion Johnson from the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Again, another great performance from him, sort of uh, helping that O-line. They didn't get the victory this week, but it really wasn't down to their offense in terms of uh, them not getting the victory. They put up 34 points. They had 234 rush yards. Um, 228 pass yards. Um, again, they they did give up um three sacks, but all in all, um, a sound performance from that O line, um, including Zion Johnson at guard. And then from the same game, my number three uh, at guard for this week um is someone uh we would class as a new entry at number three because he didn't make my preseason list um and that is Robert Hunt from Miami. He's my number three guard. Miami did of course win that game uh, against the Chargers, giving up zero sacks um and allowing their quarterback to pass for four hundred and sixty six yards. Um I know a lot of that was probably uh yards after the catch as well, but still a great performance from that Miami O-line and as we'll see with some of my other picks in in other positions um there is uh players that feature quite heavily from a few teams this week based on the performances so with that shall I throw over to you for your guards Colton or would you like me to carry on going through my other positions as well yeah it's a good thought I will uh I'll jump in and and do the guards here for uh the NFC still uh, number we'll start one I'll start my number one but uh, non-mover for last week, Zach Martin, uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas had another, uh, or had a really good week, solid performance, and, uh, no reason for, for moving him out of, uh, the top guard spot. Um, did put Green Bay Packers, Elton Jenkins at number two, uh, with their solid performance against the Bears, uh, with a young quarterback on, on, on that team. And, uh, He's, he's in his fifth season here with the Green Bay Packers. Um, and then number three, who was in my top five prior as well, uh, Atlanta Falcons, Chris Lindstrom. And Falcons, another another team that had a good week. Offensive line really helped. The team did give up uh, three sacks in that game, but um, solid performance overall from that offensive line, uh, keeping a balanced attack for that team. And uh, all three of the Offensive lines in my my top three for guard spot. Uh, you get the win this week. Good work. So let's move on to the centers then. So I'm going to start with the AFC and number one. There has been a shift. So 
moving up one place from no, oh no say moving up one place actually moving up two places this week to number one center in the AFC is Tyler Linderbaum of the Baltimore Ravens they had a, a very strong outing uh, in their game this week admittedly they did give up uh, four sacks as a complete O-line but it's very difficult to argue for me that the Tyler Linderbaum wasn't the best center in the AFC this week so down one to number two is Creed Humphrey from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, what can we say about, about their performance this week? Um, yeah, really struggled against, uh, an up and coming side in the, in the Lions, but still, again, in terms of individual performances, Creed Humphrey main, maintains his, uh, position within my top three. And then at number three, um, down one is, Ethan Bukoisic from Cleveland. So mentioned obviously before the, the different stats for Cleveland, but, um, he still ranks within my top three centers for the AFC this week. How about the NFC, Colton? And hopefully no Giants. Thank you, still. Audrey. Yeah. No, no Giants. I, I had, uh, uh, one of my top five, but, but got bumped even from the top five. We're covering top three this week here. Uh, but number one, covering centers, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I was, I was Double check in there. Yeah. So centers, no movement there for the number one spot. Uh, no reason to move Jason Kelsey out of the number one. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles got the win. Uh, they did give up three sacks and, uh, their third down conversion was, was pretty low. I think they're fourth 13. Um, didn't they rush for just under a hundred and had 170 passing. So it wasn't the best performance from that offense, uh, an offensive line for the Eagles, but. No reason to bump Kelsey out of the number one spot, uh, for, for everything he does for that team. Uh, number two, Detroit Lions, Frank Ragnow is in my number two spot. And, uh, Lions really solid win. Obviously that's a, uh, a big part of their offense is that offensive line. And, uh, Ragnow stays at my number two. Uh, number three. Um, I, I did bump out, as I mentioned earlier, Ryan Jensen's on the IR for the year. So not going to have him in any of my top here. Uh, but Atlanta Falcon center, Drew Dahlman, a fourth round pick. He's, he's in his third season. Um, fourth round pick out of Stanford played uh, very well in that game. And, and there's a, a lot of buzz around him, um, as an up and comer. Very, very good in the, uh, run block and he's improving tremendously in the pass block. Uh, according to the experts around the league. So, uh, bumped him into my number three spot for centers, uh, this week, Drew Dalman, Atlanta Falcons. And that's, uh, that's my top three there. Nice one. Well, let's finish off then with our top three tackles. And I'm going to start with, uh, my number one. And it's uh, a new entry at number one and the top ranked tackle this week and it is Rashawn Slater from the Los Angeles Chargers um, a first round draft pick from 2021 um I think I mentioned the Chargers O-line quite a lot last year and he was a big reason for that to be fair with his individual play and definitely um the top ranked tackle for me this week then we have uh, another new entry at number two uh, we have Austin Jackson from Miami, uh, mentioned earlier in terms of uh, the stats that Miami had and not giving up any sacks this week, which is great for their quarterback's health. Um, so put him as my number two tackle for this week. And then uh, at number three, 
Um, up one from my preseason rankings is Trey Pipkins the third again from the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, again, I just think in terms of an overall performance as a team, you can see I've got quite a few uh, linemen in there from the Chargers because they did just have a great performance this week, uh, in my opinion. So let's, with that, move over to the NFC, sir. Thank you. All right. So NFC tackles uh, my top three. Uh, some movement, uh, but number one spot is, uh, is, is changed this week. I do have Lane Johnson, uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles in at number one. I uh, had him number two the, to start the season. Uh, but as I mentioned, Eagles, uh, solid performance. And then, uh, number two, San Francisco 49ers, Trent Williams. Um, obviously longtime veteran there, arguably one of the top tackles uh in all of football um but another huge part of that uh, offensive line for san francisco and, and help that team uh really get the season started with a with a big win and uh number three uh do have some movement there so david bakhtiari uh goes from number four to number three uh over tristan works bump bump tristan works down but david bakhtiari Solid week for a guy that's, you know, battled with some injuries over the years. And, uh, he helped that offensive line for the Packers have a, a solid performance. Uh, get, they did, I think just gave up one sack. Uh, they were nine of 16 on third down, but very balanced, 245 yards passing, 92 yards rushing. And Bakhtiari played in, in every snap except for a few toward the end, uh, as they were, were bringing in some, some depth at, at offensive line as they had a pretty solid lead, but played over 92% of the snaps in that game and, and enough to bump him up into the uh, the top three uh, for my tackles this week. Awesome work. Well, before we move on and finish off with just some games we're looking forward to, I did just think of one question I wanted to ask you, which I think is is quite funny. And I always think it's a, a true statement, but um, I would say in, in my humblest of opinions, it's weird that the AFC probably has the best quarterbacks in the league but the nfc i think has the much better o-lines in the league what do you think to that i would agree yes certainly uh from a just an overall level of of recognition from the offensive lines you know when you think of like the best offensive lines in football you're you're thinking of philadelphia dallas san francisco uh obviously lately the last couple years the detroit lions um, you've got good offensive lines in the, the, uh, AFC as well, but in terms of powerhouse and, and, uh, I'm sure I actually, I, I know when you're looking through the rankings of like, you know, the top, uh, 32 tackles or something in the league, um, it is pretty top heavy with, with NFC. So I'd agree with that. And when it comes to the quarterback position, 100% agree. The AFC is stacked, uh, much more than the, the NFC right now with, with, uh, top veteran talent for the quarterback position. Yeah, we'll see how that changes potentially throughout the year and we'll see if, if my opinions on that change. But for the moment, I think it's a, a pretty solid and, and fair statement. So I guess with that, we should probably finish off with uh, with games we're looking forward to, would you say, Colson? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can I can point mine out here. Uh, first game I'm looking forward to, Minnesota Vikings, uh, Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh Two great offensive lines. Uh, Minnesota certainly 
looking to, to, to bounce back from last week. So uh, looking forward to watching that game. And uh, the other one, conference uh, game, San Francisco 49ers against the L.A. Rams, seeing if the Rams can have a another week of, of solid performance from the offensive line, and maybe that will bump some of their uh, guys into, into my top five as we break down next week. But uh, curious to see how that, that game plays out. What do you got in the uh, AFC there, Audrey? So I have two big division matchups. By the way, I like your picks as well because they will be great games to, to watch this coming weekend. Um, so I've gone with two division games. I've gone with an AFC North clash with the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens, and both with differing fortunes in week one. But um, in general, both teams do have uh, very solid O-lines. So it's going to be interesting to see which one wins the battle there, um, given the opposing defences that they're going to face, because um, obviously they're both defences for the Ravens and for the Bengals aren't shoddy either. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which O-line comes out on top there. And then also, um, I've gone with the Patriots versus the Dolphins because it's really intriguing to watch, um, to see how that Dolphins O-line does do throughout the entirety of this year. We know they had a good performance in week one, but again, can they keep that going? And, um, for their quarterback's sake, we really hope that they do because I'm sure we'll all agree the last thing we, we want to see, even though we don't really want to talk too much about quarterbacks on, on this show. Um, the last thing we want to see is, uh, their Miami quarterback, uh, lying on his back again with a, with another bad head injury. So yeah, intrigued to see how those, uh, two O lines do. Um, Pats definitely have some work to do, even though they do have some individually great players on that O line. So we uh, can't wait for those. I agree. Those are, those are games I'm looking forward to as well. Um, to be a good week of football. Looking forward to uh, to a lot of these these matchups. Absolutely, yeah. Can't wait for for week two, and then also then us getting to break down week two after that. It's going to be a really great season, and and looking forward to seeing how these O lines progress during the year. Absolutely, that's what we're here for. All right, and and yeah, so we will uh, we'll end it at that. Looking forward to breaking down uh, next week. But, Audrey, you have a uh, good rest of your week and enjoy the weekend of football, and we'll catch you up next week. How's that sound? Sounds awesome. Yeah, have a great week, sir. Enjoy the football this weekend. And as always, go Bills.